of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We're your Broncos beat reporters. It's the lead up to week eight. We're going to Kansas City, Ryan. I'm excited about barbecue and you're not. And I'm a little bit confused why. Can, can you explain to our readers or our, our listeners, I should say? Well, I like barbecue chips. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, I... I I don't like eating meat with my hands. <laughs> Come on. And There's nothing more primal than that, though, right? I mean, that's like that's ingrained in, in a man's DNA, or at least it well, should be. A question of my manhood. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've never been a barbecue guy. Okay. Uh, you know, the fact that you know picking up a rib that has bone in it may be one of the most disgusting things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. And the fact that you may need a towel to wipe yourself off. Go to Taco Bell. That's good enough for me. <laughs> I uh, I will not be. I'll, I'll be hitting up uh, maybe one or two spots. Uh, Arthur Bryant's, I'm told, uh, is a more traditional place to go. I'm looking for kind of the real thing. Uh, you guys listening there, if you got recommendations for me, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, let me know. Uh, but, of course, we're going to Kansas City for more than the food, Ryan. Big game for the Broncos, as every game is, it seems like I say on this podcast. Uh, but sort of a, a quick turn of facing a hot Chiefs team, uh, still kind of the story of the NFL. Uh, what do you kind of make of this round two? I, we're going to talk a little bit specifically about Mahomes, but before we do that, just get into this matchup real briefly. Well, it feels like we just talked about round one earlier this month, so it's a you know it's a, a short time period. So a couple things on this matchup is if you're both coaching staffs, what kind of adjustments do you make? Do you stick with what you did well or do well on a week-to-week basis, or do you you know, throw some curveballs knowing that this team just played you. So that that is a nice little subplot. Overall, if you're the Broncos, you come out, you go into this game feeling that you gave them the week four game. Uh, up 23-13 early in the fourth quarter. Touchdown, three and out, touchdown. Kansas City escapes with a win. They should feel good about some of the matchups. Uh, Kansas City's lowest point total was against the Broncos in week four. So if you're a defense, you hang your hat on that that you did some you know good things to, to Mahomes but uh still this is a this is a tough sled it's a tough place to play and this team is very good yeah and so as we dive a, a little bit deeper into this game let's talk Mahomes specifically he's he's still kind of lighting the NFL on fire maybe had his best performance in a blowout victory uh against Cincinnati last week uh just sort of looking at his progression though uh since facing this Broncos team you know one of the big storylines uh was that Mahomes had not had an interception the the Chiefs hadn't turned the ball over entering that game uh, but since Mahomes has been a, a little bit less reliable, he's, I think he's thrown uh, five picks in, in three games now, has shown uh, that maybe it's that, some of that risk-taking, you know, that, that's going to cost him at points. This is a Broncos team that just inter- inter- intercepted the, the Cardinals pretty well last week, five total turnovers. Ryan, have teams started to figure out Mahomes? Well, what have you kind of learned in your re- research? Well, one thing about Mahomes in the first Denver game is how he didn't take chances. Um, he threw it away. He checked it down. You know, early in the game, uh, Bradley Roby got his hands on a pass in the red zone that was deflected and ultimately incomplete. But, you know, I watched the game again last night. It He was very smart with the football, win the scramble, and that kind of thing. If I'm Joe Woods and company here at the Broncos, I'm taking a deep dive into the Jacksonville, New England, and Cincinnati tapes saying, okay, five interceptions, last three games. Did they disguise a coverage? Did they play tighter man-to-man? Did they run a pressure to force that? So I think that's what 
the Broncos are looking at, hey, he's not totally perfect. Uh, he does have 22 touchdowns, but uh, making those kind of interceptions should give the Broncos uh, some hope combined with the three picks they had against Arizona. Yeah, and in addition to the play of the secondary, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, the duo we sort of expected coming into the year, right? Looking at their numbers now, 14 combined sacks, five forced fumbles, 13 quarterback hits. Ryan, the way that they've been successful recently, it's due to the fact that the Broncos have been able to rush the passer late. We've discussed sort of those trends and how these guys are able to be used. Um, but are these guys clicking at the right time? Is, is Bradley Chubb a different player than he was week one? I mean, just in terms of his comfort level and, and what you've seen on the field? Yeah, I think he is. And, you know, he was getting some pressures and hits before. Now he's getting home. And I think it, it's a direct correlation to they're playing better in coverage. You know, we talked about this in the first month of the season. They're just giving up way too many completions not challenging uh, quarterbacks to hold on to it. You know, Jared Goff, two weeks ago with the Rams, he's a guy, he's not a scrambler. He's going to hold on to it. He's going to get sacked sometimes. Uh, Josh Rosen, same thing, more of a pocket guy. Patrick Holmes, different ball game. He scrambles to extend the play, doesn't scramble to run per se. In that first meeting, I charted them with 19 pressures against Patrick Holmes, but only one sack. So they got there. They pressured him. They just weren't able to get them down. So that's a focus of this defense this week is what kind of games can they run to get him sacked instead of let him get out of the pocket. Right. And Ryan, I mean, when this guy's completing left-handed passes, though, and looking like Brett Favre, is, does sometimes the defense just have to kind of shake their head? I mean, what do the Broncos think when, when stuff like that happens? Well, if, done it, if you've done that five times, you need to say, okay, you can't <laughs> stop a ambidextrous quarterback. <laughs> you know, that was one play. I'm sure Vaughn looked at that play a couple of times and said, how did I not sack him? Uh, you know, that was a, a play that garnered a lot of attention. You know, he is like a Rodgers from Green Bay in terms of he's going to scramble east to west. He's not going to really go north to south because he's got the weapons that can get open. He's got a great offensive line. That said, missing a guard from the first meeting out with a broken leg. Mitch Morse, their center, missed last week's game with a concussion. His replacement went on IR this week. So if you're the Broncos, do you try and challenge whoever's in there? Um, you know, Shaq Barrett lining up inside on third down. Opens up the edges for Miller and Chubb. Demarcus Walker was active against Arizona, lined up inside on third down. Can give some more athleticism there. Let's see if he is even active on Sunday. So I think the Broncos have some options uh, to pressure Mahomes. Yeah, and listening to the telecast of the Chiefs game, the announcers also talked about Andy Reid sort of echoing your comments there going inside. If you rush Mahomes inside, it's just fewer steps to get to him, right? I mean, is, is it simple as that sometimes? Is that oversimplifying yeah. how the Broncos should approach it? Because clearly Mahomes can also get on the outside, and then that, that theory is kind of debunked as, as soon as he breaks contain. Well, what, what Reid is getting at is if you pressure – nobody likes to be pressured up, up the middle because – the natural movement for a quarterback is to step up in the pocket. That said, this guy looks as comfortable as anybody when he gets out of the pocket. So I think it's going to be about an interior pass rush plus a discipline. Uh, you know, if you're Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Shaq Barrett, if Shane Ray plays, okay, how do you weigh going 100% for a pass rush but also keeping your eye on the contain, not letting him get out of the pocket? I think this is why it's a big game for Derek Wolf inside. Adam Gotts this inside if he plays a little bit on third down. And I would I would pressure with some linebackers up those A-gaps to sort of get him off his spot. 
Gotcha. And for more in-depth analysis on this topic, uh, Ryan will be writing about it for Sunday's Denver Post. Uh, only this kind of analysis you can find uh, with our coverage. So we appreciate you guys listening in uh, and reading all of our work on the web. One last thing before we go, Ryan. Let's take a look at kind of the AFC, uh, we'll just call it quarterback power rankings. It's pretty simple. There's four guys. Maybe it's it's easy to understand their rankings. but And kind of reflect that at where this division is at in quarterback play. M- Mahomes has to be one. Let's talk about Rivers since we really haven't discussed his play a whole lot. You know, the Chargers are 5-2. and two. He's got 17 touchdowns, only three picks. Uh, is he sort of underrated right now, you think, in, in terms of, of how well he's played and, and where this team is at? Or, or have you watched much tape on him? Yeah, properly rated. Okay. Uh, I love watching him play. I have for years. Um, you know, the Chargers starting fast has not really been their M.O. Last year they dug themselves a big hole, and before they got hot, they're 5-2 and two going into their bye Broncos have them in L.A. after Denver's bye. So my rankings would be Mahomes 1, Rivers 2, Keenum 3, Carr 4. And really, I think a lot of people would have that same kind of pecking order. With Carr, what's been kind of most disappointing? The Raiders are are sort of a garbage fire with just the one victory. Is he, you know, at this point even trade a a possibility, you think? Well, uh, Gruden announced that uh, that he's not on the block right now. I'm sure there'll be teams calling him after the season because one of John Gruden's characteristics is he just is looking for the next guy. He doesn't like the guy he has. With Derek Carr, new offense, that takes a transition. Marshawn Lynch on IR, that hurts. Uh, Banged up on the O-line. That team is just a complete debacle right now, and that's why the quarterback is struggling like he is. Right, so for Broncos fans, a silver lining if you're not crazy about Keenum. Uh, you could have a quarterback team by Derek Carr with one victory uh, if you're a fan of those Raiders. So with that, we'll let you guys go. Uh, we appreciate tuning in to this edition of the First and Orange. Be heard. sure to hit that subscribe button. You guys can listen to us twice a week as the season rolls on. Check out all of our content at DenverPost.com and pick us up every day in the newspaper. We'll see you next time.